Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Christ behind me, 
your love, your love is kindness. Hey, uh, has it never failed me? Your love, Christ before me, Christ behind me. Remember love, remember mercy. Christ before me, Christ behind me. Your love is Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit for the next 15 minutes. For the next 15 minutes. Lift up your voice. Cast your burdens onto the Lord and praise the altar of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to revive His grace in you, to revive His mercy on your life. Cry to Jesus. Children, lift up your voice and pray. Tell Jesus to reveal Himself to you. Children, pray. Tell Jesus to reveal Himself to you. Pray, pray, pray. Lift up your voice. Say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to encounter you. I want to walk with you. Reveal your name. Reveal your nature. Reveal your glory. Reveal your power in me. Let the same grace, the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave that dwells in me begin to vitalize my mortal body. Begin to vitalize my mother body. Oh, revive me that I may know you, that I may walk in power, that I may walk in your grace, that I may achieve, that I may bear the fruit of the Spirit, that I may manifest my destiny. Lift up your voice, cast your burdens onto Him. Let your spirit be revived. Let your prayer life be revived. Any disconnection between you and God, let it be broken away. I connect you to Jesus. I connect you to the word of his grace. Be revived in your body. Be revived in your soul. Be revived. Let these signs, let these signs follow them that believe. Let your belief system be revived. Let your faith be revived. Let signs and wonders follow you. Let signs and wonders follow you for the next 15 minutes.
every demonic tag break free from every stagnation. Let these signs follow you. Let the finger of God work in your life, work in your destiny. Let doors open for you. Let educational doors open. Let financial doors open. Let accommodation doors open. Let favor speak for you. Receive your breakthrough. Receive revival. Receive the glory of God. Receive the glory of God. Walk in power. Walk in glory. Receive excellence. Receive excellence. No demon. No demon will stop you. No weapon fashion against you shall prosper. Your righteousness is of the Lord. Be revived. Be revived. Be revived. La katala bada baba, la katale bada baba, ya kada baba bada baba, ya katala baba bada baba, 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 bada Under the 
Move into your destiny. Move into your destiny. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your answers. Receive your miracle. Receive your financial breakthrough. Receive your scholarship. Receive healing. Receive deliverance. Receive divine answers. Receive the touch of the Lord. Receive the move of the Lord. Let your business awaken. Let your giftings awaken. Let your anointing awaken. Let the calling of God. Let your destiny be aligned. Be aligned. Whatever contract, whatever breakthrough, whatever prophecy, whatever prophecy hanging on your life, let there be manifestation, let there be performance, let every prophecy, let every prophecy regarding your life, regarding your season, regarding your destiny be activated into manifestation. Let the prophecies, let the prophecies you have heard, let the word of God, let the word of promise that has come to you over the years. Let the prophecies, let the prophecies hanging on your life, hanging on your destiny, begin to manifest, manifest, manifest. Lift up your voice and ask the Lord to manifest, to watch over his word, to watch over his word and perform it. He said his word will not return to him void, but it must accomplish, it must accomplish that which he sent it to do. Every word of God that has been sent to you, let there be, let there be a performance, a performance. Now, Mary said, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let there be a performance. Let there be a performance of those things that have been said about me. Mary said, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let there be, let there be a performance. I speak into your life. I prophesy into your life. Let there be a performance of every prophecy, of every word of God, which you have trusted. Receive, receive the hand of the Lord for manifestation of God's word. Now, 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 now. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Fire, grace, fire, power, glory. Receive, 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 receive. Breakthrough, open doors, favor, favor, honor, elevation. Now, now, fire, fire, fire. He said, I shall make my house a place of prayer. I will make you joyful in my house of prayer. I will make you joyful in my house of prayer for all nations. For the house of the Lord shall be called a house of prayer. This morning, lift up your voice and pray and pray. If there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. Intercede for your family, intercede for Ghana, intercede for your business, intercede for your mother, intercede for your father, intercede, intercede for your pastor, intercede for your pastor, intercede for Zion Impact, intercede for the body of Christ. Ask the Lord to visit and to turn things around. Let the power of God, let solution come. Let the barren give birth. Let the prisoner be set free. Let the sick be healed. Intercede. 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 Let there be a turnaround. Let the power of God flow. Let the power of God flow. And 
and solve issues in the name of Jesus. Nobody in your family, nobody in your family will die before their time. Any situation in that family that has become a chronic problem right now, we release the power of God, the power of God to break their power. Any individual, any individual, any power that says you and your family will never be free, we release a judgment of God. We release a judgment of God against any situation, against any power that is fighting against your destiny right now. Fire! Break! Fire! Break! Fire! Break! Fire! Break! Fire! Break! Receive breakthrough and your answer in the name of Jesus. Kada! Shanda! Shanda! solution i release breakthrough i release healing i release favor i release breakthrough i release divine assistance let the angels of god let the angels of god make a way serve you with god's solution now now now
from today, we'll be having only one service on Sunday. One of the reasons is that I want to be able to lead you in prayer at least one hour every Sunday. Because some of you, some of you, your prayer life has become like pendulum. Some of you, when I leave you, you can't pray. I want to agree my anointing and the grace of God upon my life with your faith. That by all means you will break through. That next year will not meet you the way this year met you from last year. That your story will change. That you will never say, Mijon Kuyamiya again. That you will never say that your bank account is 5,000. Maximum is 5,000. Hey, I break that threshold. Amen. Children, that you will not be le- when they write the exams, you will never be below fifth position. Amen. Amen. That you will not be confused. Students, you will not be confused as to what you will should. I don't know what I will do with my kind. I don't know which course to even go and study for my MBA. I curse that. Amen. The spirit of the Lord that is full of wisdom has become your portion. Amen. From today, you will hear God's voice clearly. Amen. Moses prayed a prayer. He said, I wish that God's people, all of God's people were prophets. And that is my prayer for you. That every one of you will hear God's voice accurately. In the way God wants to speak to you. God does not speak to everybody the same way. Some people, it is through dreams. Some people, it is through the audible voice. Some people, it is through intuition. Some people, it is through scripture. However God speaks to you, may your spirit be sharpened. May your spirit be accurately sharp to receive the frequencies of God. Let me tell you, your prayer does not need to travel to heaven because heaven is in your heart. There is no demon in any atmosphere that can stop your prayer from reaching to God. Because your prayer must not travel to God. The word is in your heart. Heaven is in your heart. God is in your heart. Do you hear me? All you need to do is to agree with him and lift up your voice. And so I activate your spirit. May your spirit be sharp. May your spirit be sharpened. May the sensitivity of your spirit be sharp. May your spirit be sharper than your five senses. May the senses of your spirit be sharper than your five bodily senses. May your spirit be sharpened. Holy Ghost, sharpen my people. Sharpen my people. Holy Ghost, sharpen my people. Let the dreamers dream. Let the hearers hear. Let the descendants discern. Oh Lord, let word of wisdom, word of knowledge be sharpened. Anything that numbs your spiritual senses is burnt away. I roast it with fire. Let it turn to ashes. You will not be confused. You will not be deceived. You will not make a wrong step. Your relevance is coming alive. Your anointing is coming alive. Your ministry is coming alive. Your business is coming alive. Every gift, every grace God has given to you is coming alive. It is coming alive. The world has not seen anything yet. 
your community is about to wonder how did you get the money to buy this car how did you manage to buy this house how come you were able to build so quickly and you tell them the spirit of the lord that came upon elijah for him to overtake the chariot that same grace has come upon me that same grace um, that overtaking anointing that same spirit that took christ jesus from the grave has come upon me to quicken me to quicken me to quicken me i am quickened by the lord receive that grace No more slowness in the things that you must move with speed. Hallelujah. No demon in your family will stop you. No demon consulted against your destiny will prosper. No altar consulted against you will prosper. You are a child of the living God. You are a child of the living God. You are a child of the living God. I activate your destiny. I activate your destiny. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the planting of the Lord. You are the planting of the Lord. You are the planting of the Lord. No demon will marry itself to you. You are married to the Holy Ghost. No demon. I divorce you from every power. Every ancestral power. Every spirit around you. Any power that has married itself to your location. To your business. I, I command a quick divorce because God did not put you together and therefore I scatter any demonic marriage in your destiny, any demonic marriage to your soul, to your spirit, to your body break now scatter now by fire break I connect your destiny to the glory of God he said there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God let me tell you, you are the city of God because your heart is the dwelling place of God. I decree that let, let that river begin to gladden your life. I wipe away tears. I wipe away sorrow. Be healed in your heart and be encouraged. Be empowered. You will not lose your faith. You will not die a pauper. You will accomplish your destiny because heaven has empowered you. The word of the Lord has empowered you. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. You are a child of God. Who is he that condemns you? Who is he that accuses you? It is Christ that died. Who is he that condemns you? It is Christ that has resurrected. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Interceding for you. Commanding your breakthrough. Commanding your liberty. Commanding your deliverance. Decreeing over your life that you are loved. You are not rejected. You are accepted. You are passed from death to life. You have passed from condemnation to acceptance. Ah, you are free. You are free. You are blessed. 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 He gives you all things freely to enjoy. He gives you all things freely to enjoy. Begin to enter the realm of enjoyment. Begin to enter the realm of enjoyment. I push you into the divine seasons of enjoyment in the Holy Ghost. He said at his right hand, at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. At his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. At his right hand, there are pleasures. There are pleasures evermore. I push you into the pleasures of his right hand. Be 
satisfied with the pleasures of his right hand, the pleasures of healing, the pleasures of righteousness, the pleasures of prosperity, the pleasures of the glory of God, the pleasures of breakthrough, the pleasures of glorious marriage, the pleasures of academic excellence, the pleasures of business excellence, the pleasures of the favor of the Lord. Receive the pleasures of his right hand. Give the Lord some praise. Please take your seat in God's presence. Glory to God. Today, I want to talk to you. Today is the first Sunday of the month, right? Oh, okay. So, that means I can't talk for long. I was really going to talk for long. Because I want to deal with the subject about the heart. About your divine identity. Hallelujah. The topic is, whom do you say I am? Subtopic, body, soul, and spirit. Whom do you say I am? Subtopic, or semicolon, body, soul, and spirit. Me, who is in a Messiah? war? Kimu. Kimu, meka, eh, asemniti, ebeka no se. Hina na ose meye, meye nipa beng. Nipa bena meye. Ne subtopic niye. Sunsum honam ene okra. Ana sunsum okra ene honam. Hallelujah. So nimse okra no e different from usunsum. Okay. You know that your spirit is different from your soul. Some people use it interchangeably. The soul of a man is attached to his spirit, it is the seat of your personality. And it's made up of your will, your emotions, and your mind or your intellect. Praise the Lord. Everybody knows that, right? Now, the soul of animals is connected to their body. And so when they die, the spirit of animals don't go to heaven. There are already animals in heaven. The earth is just a reflection of heaven. God created the earth, physical earth, to look like his house. So there are mountains in heaven. There are rivers in heaven. Praise the Lord. And they are life. You will jump into a river and the river will be talking to you like an angel. Praise the Lord. There's no urinary death. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I don't like to go into some of these things because people, when people, when you teach a class one person something that has to do with university, you are just confusing them. Praise the Lord. I pray that as you grow, and you begin to have certain encounters, it will be easier to relate certain divine truths to you. Praise the Lord. More so, when God begins to give you encounters, you will notice that there is more deeper things than what you say deep to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this morning, I want to talk to you about a powerful thing that will begin to set your destiny on the right course and cause you to be fruitful in life. 
He said, I have chosen you. You did not call me, but I called you that you may go forth. Say, tell your neighbor, go forth. And bear fruit. So God is interested in your fruitfulness. God is very interested in your what? When he called you, you were unfruitful and unprofitable. And he decided to choose you for fruitfulness. So say, I have been chosen for fruitfulness. Therefore, I will prosper. Therefore, I will be fruitful. In fact, one of the blessings he gave to humanity when he created us, he said, go forth, be fruitful, and multiply. So the ability to prosper in your ways is already an innate blessing. Hallelujah. It is within you to prosper. It is what? Within you to prosper. All you need to do is to be able to tap into that grace inside you and manifest it out. Do not ever walk around and think that another factor is responsible for your prosperity or poverty. You are ultimately responsible for your prosperity or poverty. Even a man that lost his birthright, a man that sold his birthright by negligence, and the book of Hebrews says that he was uh, uh, immoral. The Bible calls him immoral for that act, for selling his birthright. The Bible called that act an immoral act. He lacked the morality to keep his birthright. Do you understand me? Even with him, there was a way out. He said, the day you give, you get tired. He said, the day you get tired of the subjugation of your brother, you will break free. In other words, your, your, your next level is dependent on how restless you are in this level. You didn't hear me. Your ability, your, 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 your hunger will determine what you will do for the next level. If you are not hungry, you will, you will be mediocre in the level you are. You may be complaining that you are not, you are poor. But the day you are truly angry and tired, you will not complain. You will take a step forward. The day, you say you can't pray three hours, eh? you, are, you are comfortable with that situation. The day you get up and say, I will not die like this. I will not be poor like this. Enough of earning 2000 a month. Enough of earning 5000 a month. That by the end of the second week, and when the man of God comes and stands here and says, who can give 10000 Then you say, this man of God, see, all they like to do is take our money. I earn 5000 I cannot give 10000 Stop your poverty talk. That 10,000 somebody's tithe every month. May your tithe be greater than somebody's annual salary. You don't say amen and sit down there. I used to receive books from Young Gicho, Church Growth. He has a lot of stories. He had five members, ten members. He would tell them that you people are going to be billionaires. They'll be looking at him and be insulting him. Most of the car company owners, the billionaires, they are members of his church. They are people who started with him. He released that grace and pushed them. And God began to give them ideas. Car manufacturing ideas. Agricultural ideas. Today, most of them are billionaires. I'm releasing the word of the Lord unto you. With divine covenant under this holy unction, I decree and declare you will not die poor. Amen. 
you will accomplish your destiny. Amen. Money will be common to you. Amen. As money was, gold was common to Solomon. Amen. The spirit of God that is upon you is greater than that which came upon Solomon. Amen. And so I decree and declare you will prosper. Amen. You will be in good health. Amen. And you will be godly at the same time. Amen. May the spirit of the Lord and the angel of your destiny begin to engage you every night. And he shows you mysteries about your next level. Enough of crying in the night. Enough of self-pity. Oh, I can't do this. I don't have anybody to help me. You have all the angels of heaven upon you. I don't know anybody. Do you know somebody by the anointing of God upon your life? Dress up, polish your face, walk into that uh, chamber of, of, of commerce. Go to the China Chamber of Commerce or High Street one. Go there. Go and do some business. Go and read about, find out some things and get some business deals. Go to the internet. Apart from Alibaba, there are other business that sell cheaper things than Alibaba and import them and sell. Very soon you know import and you'll be traveling. China, Accra, China. Accra, Dubai, Accra. Accra, Turkey, Accra. Then very soon you stop. You will not go there. You will build a manufacturing company here. Yeah. You will build from uh, 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 manufacturing company to process from products. Are you hearing me? Yeah. You will transport companies that bring food from farms to market centers. I'm giving you ideas. You will produce for the Christian community. Disney, we are tired of Disney. Produce three cartoons. Our cartoons for children. Do you hear me? You produce a, 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 a curriculum for interpersonal relationship skills. You don't know that it's important. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Revelation chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. Where is Reverend Della? Is he in church? Ah, okay. I thought he has traveled. Because he wants to go and marry. Hallelujah. Those who are due for marriage, I release your married partners. May no demon make you reject the one that is coming for you. And may no demon send you the fake person. Thunder fire any fake person that heaven, uh, Satan is sending to you. Hallelujah. Yesterday, Patrick Jimmer's wedding was nice. And that's how you also dance. Hallelujah. And, and coordinated, coordinated the wedding very well. 
Baby Crow, I like your, the name of your company. May it prosper. May it become a household name. May it become a preferred choice when it comes to event management. May you prosper with it in Jesus' name. May you have branches in uh, France, everywhere. I'm not joking, no. Uh, somebody said the uh, house of God is not an entertainment center. This man of God likes making people laugh. You go and sit in a church where everybody has paid me. The Bible says, for the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Uh-huh. So I'll be laughing, but I'm prophesying. <laughs> There's power inside. I don't need to do my faith. And I was in the spirit the other day. Shh. I see the spirit. Of masa, masa, masa. It's fake. Of Abona. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Quickly. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, uh-huh. These things says he who has the seven spirits of God uh-huh. and the seven stars. Uh-huh. I know your works. I know your works. That you have a name. Mm-hmm. That you are alive, but you are dead. Pause there. He said, I know your works. Go back. I know your works. He said, you have the seven spirits. And you know what the seven spirits of God are, don't you? Okay. He said, I know. When I look at this church the church of Sardis, I know the works you do. And I know that the name you carry. The name you carry says you are alive. So when you go to Sardis, everybody alive. Maybe it's called Alive Chapel of Sardis. I'm not talking about somebody's church called Alive. I'm preaching my message. Don't come in. Hallelujah. Everybody says, I'm alive. I will not die. I'm alive. But God, Jesus said, but the reality in front of me is not in line with your confession. Before me, you are dead. Because I know your works. Ah, I know your works. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? The works of the God is to believe on God and Christ Jesus whom he sent. What? That's the works of God. I know your works. That you have a name, but you are dead. Is your works in believing in, the, in Christ or your works is faith in your own activity? What is the basis of your name? Who are you truly? Are you alive or you are dead? What is the essence of your Christianity? What is the basis of your confession? Praise the Lord. I know your works. That you have a name. That people say, hey, you are powerful. That people say, hey, you are audacious. But what is the reality in front of Jesus who really knows you? Are you really alive or you are dead? And what is your works? Hallelujah. What is your works? Are you really a child of God at home? In that marriage, are you really a child of God? As a boss, are you really a child of God? As a subordinate, are you really a child of God? 
In that business, Ghanaian uh, traders have become cheap. The dollar went up, prices went up. Dollar has come down, prices still up. You are a thief! Making profit exorbitantly at the expense of the poor person. You are a thief. You will go to church and go and give fat offerings. God does not respect it. The man of God will use it all right. But it will not accrue to you in any blessing. Stop cheating and blaming it on government. I'm not saying don't make profit, but make sensible and reasonable profit. Do you understand me? Let's stop the cheating. You have a name that you are a child of God, but are you really a child of God? When you are angry, does your anger reveal the righteousness of God? Or the anger reveal your own righteousness? Who are you? Who are you? Ask your neighbor, who are you? Truly, who are you? Who do Jesus, who, whom does Jesus say you are? Whom? Whom do Jesus say you are? Is it correct? Is it correct? Ask your neighbor, whom does Jesus say thou art? Give him an answer. Does he see you as he, he sees himself? Or he sees you as a stranger. When Jesus and Jesus Christ are watching you, when Jesus comes to the party, will you be found wearing the attire that qualifies you to enjoy his feast? Or you say, friend, how come you are here eating my food without the correct attire of righteousness? What is the state of your heart? Because that is who you are. Body, soul, and spirit, or spirit, soul, and body. Are you are, are you here with me? So pay attention. Your Christianity is meaningless if you do not reflect Christ. I repeat it. Your Christianity is a useless adventure. Your religion is a useless adventure. And religion here, I mean the acts of service towards God. Okay, is useless if you do not reflect Christ. Heck, Paul said, if I give everything I have to the poor and I do not have love, I am nothing. Do you know it is possible to give everything you have for showmanship? You, when you go to the funeral, you see it there. When the person was alive and sick, nobody donated anything. Then we would do foolish, huge bonyo party. Meanwhile, when the person wanted 10,000 Ghana cities to do that surgery, nobody contributed. One day, somebody died in my father's village and told me that, oh, uh, they say contribution. I told Ejapur, don't, I, I will not give one city. Why didn't you call me when the person was sick? When the person was sick, you should have called me. I would have contributed for the health. The person is dead. What? He, if the person is going to heaven, he is there right now. If he's going to hell, he is there right now. The container, I don't care what they do to the container. If I leave this body, you can decide to cut it in pieces and give it to pigs. I care less. 
I don't live here again. If you like, feed it to whales. If you like, put it in manure. You think this is me? It's the container I live in. The house you were living in when you were growing up, are you still living there? Do you care what has happened to the house? When you take, when you take milk and you pour out the content, do you care what happens to the container? You are not this flesh. I want to tell you. It's just a container. Do you hear me? Tell your neighbor. This is just a container. Do you know that there is no female spirit and male spirit? Do you know that? Do you know that when you step out, me and you, we look the same. And we look like Jesus. You don't know. When the Bible says that in his image created he them, okay, he is not talking about this flesh. This flesh is for function on earth's sake. So it was designed because of function. Do you understand me? But in the features of the spirit, you are not male, you are not female. So when the scripture says there is enough male or female in Christ, it is not a cliche. It is the reality. Your spirit is neither male nor female. It is born of God. Do you understand me? But for function's sake, we are giving male body, female body, male container, female container. Because of function on earth. When man leaves earth, that function ends. And the purpose of marriage will end on the day of rapture. So Jesus said, when they asked him, when they tried to test him, a man has several, uh, uh, a, man, a woman has several husbands because the first person died, second person died, second, you know, they had a tradition in Israel. If you are a male person, a male, and you die without giving birth, the one who, your brother, who comes after you must marry the woman and give birth. The child is not for your brother. The, the child is not for you. It's for your brother who died. That was a tradition there. That is how come Tama noticed that all the, the Judas children that were marrying her were dying. But I mean, if you were the third one, cry, will you go and marry that woman? If you are in Africa, you saw that your first brother married this woman. She, he died. Second one died. Will you go? In Africa, yeah. Said this woman, she's a killer. <laughs> and then when it was the turn of the last born, Judah said, this is my boy. He's too small. He's a young boy. He's a, a small boy. When he grows, I'll give it to him. I, I don't understand. The boy is growing. Tama, there's no technology that is keeping you young. <laughs> then the boy grew. Tama said, ah, Judah, you don't want him to marry me. Okay, fine. And then this old woman pretended to be a prostitute. 
than Judah. <laughs> okay, let me not deviate from the message. Let me continue the message. Okay. When I'm saying it, it comes alive. Eh? You are created in the image of God. Marriage ends the day rapture occurs. Jesus said, when they asked him that question, he said, you, you err, you make mistakes because you neither know the, the scriptures nor the power of God. Then he says, in the resurrection, they are not given into marriage because they are like the angels. The angels don't marry. They are genderless. Because you'll be resurrected with the body of the celestial. The body of the incorruptible. The body that you wake up and you'll not be feeling zoom, 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 zoom in your body. Hallelujah. Let's continue the message. Tree, why? What are you doing there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who you are who you are, born of God, is your character and is your nature. Reputation is what people think of, think you are. The reputation is what people know you to be on the outside. Do you understand me? Repute. But character is who you truly are. And character is of the spirit. Manifested through the soul in the actions of the flesh. I repeat, it's my own definition. You won't see it anywhere. Your character is the nature of the spirit. What did I say next? Do you understand it? So, we are spirits. You were born, when you became born again, you were, you, you, Bible says in, in, is it 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, it says that if any man be in Christ, put it there for me, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Let, actually, actually seven, uh, 16 to 17. Give me a message Bible. One go, everybody read with me. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have. We don't know people by the physical appearance or what they have. Let's go. Or how they look. Or how they looked. Uh huh. We looked at the Messiah that way. Once we knew the Messiah in the flesh, how he looked, how he walks. And then what happened? And got it all wrong. Wait, they got it all wrong. They were expecting the Messiah to, the, to look kingly. But he didn't look kingly. The Bible says that if we saw him, there was nothing desirable about him. If, if you were alive, thank God you are not alive in Jesus' day. You would have been one of the people who would spit on him. Looking at your character right now. Looking at your attitude right now. Looking at how myopic you are right now. Looking at how judgmental you are right now. Looking at how presumptuous. Oh, this man is not a man of God. Oh, this person is like this. 
How can a man of God be spitting on the floor and be using it on people's eye? I said he is fake. See, mushroom churches. He has broken away from the synagogue and he's doing his own ministry. Thank God. Because you see, another reason why you should thank God that you are not alive those days but you are alive now is because you have a better example and a better advantage than Peter and James did. Because you can use their examples to know Jesus better. Number one. Number two, they had an unfortunate opportunity to see the flesh of Jesus. That flesh that could get tired, that could sweat, that could smell. And some of them became familiar. But you, you can know Jesus better by looking in the spirit and noticing that this is the king of glory. He asked them, whom do men say I am? They, they were standing in front of him and they could not look beyond the flesh. They could not see beyond the flesh. They were too familiar. So you have an advantage to know Jesus better than Peter ever did when he was in the flesh. You don't believe it. Don't worry. By the time I'm done with this message, you will understand what I mean. Your experiences in the spirit is reality. It is who you are. Let's finish with it, then I will explain. We looked, we looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong. As you know. As you know. Everybody, one go. We, we certainly don't look at him that way anymore. 17. And we now, look inside. And what we see is that in we do what? look inside. We do what? We look inside. We do what? We look inside. So if you want to see Jesus, where do you look? Inside. Where do you look? Inside. Because where does he live? Inside. If you want to see Jesus, where must you look? Inside where? Let's go. One go. Now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah. Anyone! Anyone! Have you been united with him? Are you in Christ Jesus? Do you have a fresh start? Let's go. Anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Uh huh. It's created new. Uh huh. The old life is gone. Old life is gone. Let's go. A new life burdens. A new life what? Burdens. Or beckons. Then he says, do what? Look at it. Look at it. Focus on this new life. Pay attention to it. Let it become your preoccupation. Because if you still look at yourself in the old way, you will miss the new life you've been called into. Why? Truly, the King James says, if any man be in Christ, all things, all things have passed away. All things have become. It is true. But you see, when you became a child of God, the day you gave your life, to, do you remember the day you gave life to Jesus? When was that? It was in 2019. 2019. When you were baptized. Okay. When you gave your, your skin color change, the way you think, did it change? 
Did they, the way you feel, did it change? The food you like best, did it change? The way you used to insult people, did it change? It didn't change. Did your dress change? Did your skin size change? What changed? Please sit down. What changed? So, is a scripture... Give me an out your New King James. So, is a scripture telling lies? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. When you gave your life, did you feel new? Did your mind feel new? Did you forget the things that you used to remember? The clubs you used to go, did you forget the name? The way you used to insult, did you forget the words of your insults? The things you used to drink, did you forget it all of a sudden? But he says, all things are passed away. Was the scripture telling lies? Please pay attention. In this kingdom, the day you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into this kingdom, you truly became a brand new person. But that person is not your soul or your flesh. Who you truly are, your spirit. You are spirit. Say, I am spirit. I, am spirit. I don't have time to go into John 1. And then I don't have time to go into, is it John chapter 3? Nicodemus' um, encounter with Jesus. Jesus told him at the end of their discourse, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is? So are you born of the spirit? So what are you? So you are not this flesh. You are spirit. You have a soul attached to your your spirit. And the soul made up of the intellect, the, uh, the will and the emotions is the bridge between you, the real you, and this flesh so that it can communicate with the world. That is why we say it's the seat of your personality. Just like a computer. All right? The computer is not the box you see. So that's why this phone is a computer. Do you understand me? There is a software, a language, and then there is what we call a motherboard. The hub. The motherboard is the bridge between the software and the graphical user interface or the user experience. It is what connects the software and this gadget so that it will operate. And so the motherboard becomes the seat of the computer. It is the thing upon which the language can function to express the, the functionalities of that particular computer. Without the motherboard, the computer, the language is useless. It cannot function. Without the soul, the spirit cannot function on earth. The soul, if the devil could create a soul, he would have manufactured human beings. It is one of the unique technologies that God created that beat the devil and any spirit on earth. The soul. No demon can create a soul. Only God can create a soul. He created a soul, gave it a will, gave it an intellect, and gave it emotions. And attached it to your soul, your spirit. So that in your dealings with God, you can relate it to the physical world. When you dream, 
and your spirit picks things. It is your soul that communicates it to your mind for you to remember what you saw. Some of you say you don't hear God. When you dream and you are somebody is talking to you, how do you wake up and remember that this person said this to you in a dream? How you forget your dream is the fact that your spirit is unable to communicate with your body through your soul because of the issues and the state of your soul. Most of us sitting, your souls are dirty. Your souls are corrupted by bitterness, unforgiveness, many things. That does not reveal Christ Jesus. And we are going to go there. We are fixing it today. Say, we are fixing it today. There are many things that contaminate the soul. That's why uh, Paul prayed for the Thessalonian church. Is it uh, what? Uh, is it first or second? First Thessalonians 5. Okay? He says, I pray God. Put it there. First Thessalonians 5. Is it 20 something? 23. 23 what? 3. Eh? Everybody read. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Children, are you listening? You, I said you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in this body. So you are not this body. When you travel outside and they want to become racist against you, don't let it get to you. Because they are expressing their ignorance. They are advertising their foolishness. You are not this color. It is just the container that God gave you. That they are seeing. Do you understand me? Right? And so your skin color does not define your personality. Just like the school you attended does not define whether you'll be rich or poor. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Everybody, one go. Now, now may the God of peace make you holy uh -huh. in every way. In every way. And make you what? Holy. In every way, the King James says, sanctify you. The word sanctify is the same word holy. It means set apart. And I'm coming to give you a scripture right now to let you know that you are created holy. When you became a child of God, you were born holy. Holiness is not a process. It's an event and a nature. That is why I keep telling you, when you go on out for evangelism, don't tell somebody, stop smoking and give your life to Jesus. It's not possible. The person does not have what it takes to break free from the prison of those things. And number two, it is not the smoke that makes a person a sinner. It is not the fact that the person smokes weed, whatever, whether it is tampe, whatever, herbs, whatever. That is not what makes a person a sinner. Do you hear me? I need you to know what Christ came to do, what holiness is. The fact that somebody smokes, the fact that somebody drinks alcohol, does not make the person a sinner. I'm not saying go and drink and go and smoke. If you like, do it. The Holy Spirit will slap you. I told you that there are things that are called weight. Bible says get rid of it. They will pull you down. They will destroy you. They are weight. They are not sin. But because they will lead to destruction, God says he will destroy you too. And you are a spirit. 
So if you destroy this container by the things that are not good, if you, if you buy a nice shirt for your child and your child goes to play in the gutter, will you be happy? Why not? When the child plays in the gutter, has the child stopped becoming your child? He has that in himself. It doesn't make the person a non-child of you. <laughs> Do you get me? I want you to understand your theology well and this kingdom, how we function in this kingdom. Do you understand me? It is not the acts of smoking and obianumons. That's not what makes a person a sinner. Back to the subject. You don't tell somebody stop smoking to come to Jesus. The person, it's not how the person has dressed that makes the person a sinner. We don't become holy from the outward inside. We become holy from the inside out. Do you hear me? Holiness is not about the outward. It's not about how you dress. It's not about how pious you look, sanctimonious. Oh, bachelor. No. It is a divine nature. Put the scripture back there. Okay? Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way and make your whole spirit and soul and body kept blameless. So there are things that make the soul blameful. There are things that corrupt the spirit and there are things that corrupt the flesh. Do you understand me? Who do men say you are? Men may see you, your body blameless in terms of how you act. But is your soul and spirit also blameless? That's why Revelation 3, he says, I know your works. Outwardly, your works look blameless before men. Men look at you and think you are angel. Kawawa. But God sees you as, uh-huh. And true, some of you are principalities. Some of you, when I come home to your house and, I, and, and you don't know that I'm there, I will catch you speaking in some terrible way to your parents, to your children, to your spouse. Sure. Some of you, if you don't know that I'm driving past you, and maybe I cross you and you didn't know that it was me. Hey! A lie? A lie? Outside, answer me. Am I telling lies? So, the question begs, are you born again or you are born against? Ask your neighbor. Take an answer. Take an answer. Oh, answer the person sitting by you. Physically, maybe people see say we are blameless. But inside, no, how does God see you? Are you blameless? Ask your neighbor. 
Bisanese. We are concrum or Hunamu Pianas, we are concrum or Homne or This is what determines the manifestation of God's power in your life. This, the, it is the inner life that you are expressing that will determine whether the power of God that is, that is resident in you will manifest or not. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above more than you can imagine or think according to. So, if your spirit, which is the, the seat of God's power, because God never speaks to the flesh, God speaks to your spirit, and then your spirit relates to, uh, to your flesh through your soul. Do you understand me? Now, the power of God, we, as we sang this morning, same power that conquered the grave lives in you. Let me tell you something. The all creative power that created this whole universe is, is sitting in you. God is not now going to open the heavens and come down. That power, he already... God answered that prayer that was in the book of Psalms. Render heaven, O God, and come down. God already answered that prayer when he rendered the heavens and Jesus came down. And he did it again on the day of, of Pentecost when the Spirit of God was poured upon all flesh. Do you understand me? And so that whole same power that conquered the grave, that same power that brought Christ from the dead is sitting in you right now, not tomorrow. You have the fullness of God resident in your spirit now. When you became born again, truly, you became a new creation, a new life sponsored by the power and glory of God beckons at you. And yielding to that spirit that has come to live inside you is what is going to also wash the soul and ultimately keep the body in check so that that power will flow. The more you know consciously of this thing at work in your spirit, the more, the more you are able to subjugate your soul, your will. Hey, the stubborn things in your body are these three things, your emotions, your intellect or your mind, and then your, 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 your will. Your will there, it carries out what these two things, there's what the what the uh, emotions and the intellect or mind decide. So when you see yourself slapping somebody, don't blame Satan. Oh, I'm not talking to people of God here. The next time you see yourself fooling, stop blaming Satan. Satan sowed a seed, but Jesus sowed a better seed. Do you understand me? And the seed Jesus sowed is more powerful than what Satan sowed. So to whom you yield yourself, you become a slave. So if I come and stand here and I preach powerfully, I begin to quote scriptures, and my encounter, your encounter with me does not reflect Christ. I am a hypocrite. I, I, there is nothing about, I, may, I go back and I'm insulting you. I am stealing. I am pilfering. I am, not, I am, I am fake. When papa happens, I will can jump force of gravity will bring me down. Because when the rapture comes, only the force of the spirit that is in Christ, which is also in you, that will attract you to him. There is no way magnet will attract sand. 
There is no way magnet will attract dust. Do you hear me? When Jesus comes into the atmosphere, he is a magnet. He will pull everyone with a magnetic substance. If you like, go and sit in a rocket and shoot up. Force of gravity will bring you down. You will not go with him. Heaven is not in space. There is no rocket anywhere that will take you deep in space and you will arrive at heaven. Do you hear me? I am a student of space. I like those things. I study the stars. I study those things. I can talk about it for the entire year. Do you understand me? Heaven is not in space. Heaven is a spiritual place. That is why we lose this flesh before we can enter there. That is why it is who you are inside that can enter there. When we came here, we were given a uniform, which is this flesh. Just like when you go to school, they give you a uniform. And when you graduate from that school, you don't need that uniform again. So we are spirits, we have soul, and we have body. Now pay attention. The spirit has a life. It is born of God. It is born in righteousness. It is born holy. It, is, it, is, it carries the image and likeness of God. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in his image and likeness. After the fall, Okay, disobedience corrupted that spirit. So disobedience is what makes the spirit corrupt. Put the Thessalonian scripture there, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, quickly. 23. The God of peace make you holy in make you. Way. And may your whole spirit, uh -huh. soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord until Jesus. Jesus comes again. So, when you begin to walk in disobedience, the reason why Jesus, uh, God says, this, don't take the scripture away. God says, the, the sin of disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft is a sin of the spirit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual disobedience. Do you understand me? That works in manipulation and manipulate human's work through the spirit and the soul. Do you understand me? Now, when you walk in disobedience, and now the spirit, of, the power that works in the sense of disobedience is also a spirit, according to Ephesians chapter two. Do you understand me? Now, anytime you begin to walk in a spirit of disobedience, what you are doing is that the spirit of disobedience has had contact with your spirit, corrupts it, so you become blameful. You, there is nothing you can do to break free until you yield to Christ. He is the only one that can keep your spirit pure. Otherwise, you will find yourself unruly. Every time they give an instruction, you, when you see yourself fighting against instructions, it means your spirit is corrupt. And when Jesus comes, you will be shocked that your works in the flesh may look alive. But Jesus says, you have a name. You are alive, but you are dead. I pray for all of you. 
I pray for all of you. Oh, my, my, my people, my, my fellow brothers and sisters, my mothers, my fathers, I pray for all of you that indeed your spirit will be kept blameless and whole. I pray for you that the works of your flesh will not look righteous before man and yet death before God. May you not be found in Christ with your own righteousness, but by the righteousness that comes by faith. Do you understand me? So it's not, please, it's not the, the way you look, the way you act yourself. I used to be very quiet. Anybody who knew me, my brother said, tell, tell you, I used to be alone in, my, in the room, quiet. I won't, you won't catch me talking. And yet, from the year two, 2000 to 2003, there is not a single time I'll go to church. Every time, no matter who, even if the person doesn't have the gift of prophecy, they will call me and say, you, God says I should tell you, humble yourself and learn. Every Sunday for three years, I said, Father, what is it about me? Do you hate me? One day I said, I won't go to church again. The second year of this, I said, I won't go to church again. And I stopped going to church for one month. I said, what? What? I, I, I'm alone in my room. I don't talk to anybody. I don't quarrel with anybody. Why, why am I demonstrating pride? They will, call, they will do some powerful uh, program. They will invite a prophet to come. You will be prophesying you. I see the Lord making you great. You, God says he's going to open it. Then I'll go and stand there. Humble yourself and learn. I said, Father, I remember one time when they were, I cried. I, cried. I said, Father, you hate me. Now I get it. You hate me. So I started quoting a scripture. Esau I have loved, I have hated. Uh, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. That was, became my favorite scripture. I didn't know what was happening. Then in 2003, I was in Ashesi. I said, what is this? So one day I left school. I went to a brick gardens. Went to stay there. I said, Father, talk to me. I want to know. What is it? For three years, I'm tired. Everybody in the church now thinks I'm a proud guy. See, I was concerned about reputation. Honor me in the eyes of the people. What is it that I'm doing? Why? I don't shout at anybody. I don't insult people. I am, I'm, I'm, li- I'm doing the best I can. Why do you think I'm a proud guy? Why do you think I don't want to learn? You see me reading the Bible every day. I want to know you. I I was reading the Bible cover to cover. Every year, I read the Bible cover to cover. What is it that I'm not learning? I've bought books. I read the books. Ever learning, but never coming to. Hey! That day, then he began to speak and explain what humility. He said, I require humility from you. Because this is what I've created you. And you are not humble. I said, I am humble. He said, the situation that will make you show your pride has not come. He said, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make you lead many. I've given you a cutting edge ministry. When people offend you, then he gave me some scenarios. When I was seeing the scenarios, my heart started beating. Hey! 
that I have blessed you. Then you go and tell her that this man of God, he's not correct. When I hear, you, think, what do you think I'll do to you? The people that you bless physically, financially, they turn around and stab you in the back and gossip about you. If you hear, what will you do? When God told me that, I said, ah, then I'm better than this man of God who is prophesying to me that I am. I should be humble myself. He said, this is one of the things I've been talking to you about. <laughs> right there. He said, this is it. Anytime you compare yourself to somebody, you are proud. Anytime God says, do this for me, you say, Father, I can't do it. You are proud. God says, you, I want you to do this. He said, Father, I don't know how it takes. You are proud. Because you want to feel capable because before you do it, you are not depending on his strength. You are proud. You pray because you want to feel powerful. You are very proud. <laughs> we'll see, oh. My husband, the food I cook, is it nice? What motive are you asking that you are proud? then can be saved? That's what Peter asked. You are serving so that you... Uh, Apostle, let me do this for you so that I can be blessed. You are proud. You are very proud. I love you because you are proud. As soon as you added because... You have a name that you are serviceable, but you are dead. Whom do God say you are? Or whom does God say you are? Brother, for come on here. It's King James English. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, 2003, God taught me. He told me, it's not about your quietness. It's not about saying me, Pacho. Putting your hand behind you and saying, please. He said, it's not about that. Yes, please. There are people, yes, please is a Ghana and Nigeria culture. The rest of the countries, they don't know that. They laugh at us. Everything we say, we say, please. Well, what do you mean, yes, please? Have you eaten? No, please. Yes, please, sir. And, and we, we think that there's humility, but Ghanaians and Nigerians are some of the, the proudest people on planet Earth. We are very proud and pompous. Proud and pompous. It shows in our anger. It shows when things don't go our way. It shows when we are displeased. Now you see how proud that guy who put his hand behind you. They'll come, oh boss, no coffee. He said, Master Olivia, I don't have anything. Quickly, you see the switch. Instant. Whom does God say you are? I know your works, that you have a name. 
that you are alive, but you are dead. May Jesus' confession about you change. Hallelujah. When you are angry, when you are angry, does your anger reveal the fact that you are righteous? When somebody offends you and you know you are in the right, what is your response? Are you truly a child of God or a child of ho ho ho? Ask your neighbor. That is why many people who want to come to church, they say that they will worship God in their home. Because the people who come to church, they are hypocrites. If they are hypocrites, then the people who have not come to church, they are hippopotamus. <laughs> After all, all has hippo inside. But the point is this. If you say you are born again, and you are a new creation, what is showing that you are a new creation? Yes, when you became a born again, you are a new creation indeed. But your mindset has not changed. A process is required. And are you submitting yourself to that process for Jesus to change you or you are just interested in what the power of God can give you? Anybody who told you that, that give your life to Jesus, all things will be well. That person lied to you. Because that, that preacher himself, all things is not well with him. Why? It is not because of material prosperity that you became a child of God. That one is a byproduct. Holiness is a byproduct of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? It is a fruit born out of your relationship. It is not a product of the human effort. Whom does God say you are? Praise the Lord. It's 11.30. I want to end it here. I've left you with questions, eh? This week, your prayer topic is in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. Lord, anything that makes me look alive physically, but death spiritually, take it away. I want to be spiritually alive before you. That is why I like the song all the time. Maminyedewo Mura Maminyedewo Mi Jesus Maminyedewo Maminyedewo Ose mekasa Lord, purge my heart. Purge my spirit. 
any disobedience in me that makes me not look like you in character, wash it away. Any hidden anger, any emotions, corrupted emotions in me that does not align with the word of God, Father, I renounce it. That is your prayer topic this week. Anything that does not make you look like Jesus, Father, take it away from me. Do you hear the prayer topic? See, if I prophesy to you and you make money and you go to hell, what is the use of it? And, and let me tell you something. Even if you will live 200 years on earth, it's too short. Let me ask you a question. The people who live in the 5th century, where are they? What is the century we are in now? 21st century. So the people who lived, and how, how many years make a century? 100. 100 years make a century. Are you sure? You are very sure. Okay. Then the people who lived in the 5th century, how many 100 years has passed between 5th century and now? So if somebody died in year, year what? 500. Oh, year 600. Yes, year 600. And we are in year 2023. How many years has passed? Just deduct 600 from 2023. What's left? Eh? Oh, what are my mathematicians? thousand so if the person died without knowing christ it means that the person has been in hell for the past for how many years does it make sense to you now nobody has lived a thousand years after adam dems have you noticed so if jesus came and died and the person lived let's say for 200 years after 200 years the person has been in hell for a thousand how many years then which what makes sense more to invest in your eternity or to invest in your physical? Which one is makes sense? How many of you want to stay in hell for a thousand years? Maybe you think oh, Bob Mali will be there, so the place go jump. <laughs> let me let me give you an example. Go and build. A house made of uh, palm fronds. Stay inside, set it on fire, and ask your friends to come and be there and see whether you can party there. In the fire. Or light a candle, matches, and put your hand there and see whether you can party in such a kind of fire. Please, these things I'm telling you, they are real. Real prosperity comes. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and nature righteousness. And all these things will happen. Let me tell you, he said, if you will spend your days obeying me and loving me and serving me, you will spend your years in pleasures. Prosperity for the righteous person is automatic. You don't pray about it. That's why Prophet Odro will tell you that if righteousness becomes a lifestyle, breakthrough is automatic. It is true. Not your fake righteousness, so. Not the fake one. Not, oh, me pacho say, oh, yeah, 
not that one we are talking about the righteousness that comes by your relationship with god your mind is pure he who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor has sworn deceitfully he whose hands are pure he does not sit in a seat of the of the ungodly do you understand me your righteousness is of god and you produce the fruit your heart is pure you are kind from the inside not from the flesh that is the kind of life god expects of you this is part one and i just dwell on the introduction next week we'll go into the meat of the scriptures god bless you thank you for listening if you were blessed by this message share it with someone so they can be blessed too we look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at zion impact ministry 